is episode number five of This Is Not A Meeting. So technically, this is not our fifth meeting. I love it. And uh, my name is Scott. Around the table, we have uh, Jojo. And Jojo, uh, we also have Jimbo. Good morning. Um, Jojo, I, I don't know what's going on, but, but I feel that sometimes when I look at you, all I'm looking at is a beard with eyeballs. You know, it's, <laughs> you just, yeah, I've, I've been letting it go for a little this while. This thing's just like growing, man. <laughs> it's starting to drive me crazy. So I'm going to turn into a chameleon here soon. You won't even recognize me. Yeah. It's like, it's, <laughs> you shave it all off. <laughs> you are kind of like Hagrid mini, but, uh, but it looks, it looks good. You look rough and tumble. Thanks. Look like you're, you're, well, I started going bald pretty good now, and I'm a little worried about this haircut because it might be the end of it. <laughs> Start to do the comb over. Yeah, this this might be the last uh, nice haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Male pattern baldness is really catching me. <laughs> uh, pattern. It's a good pattern. We, we live inside of pattern. Um. Well, uh, all right. So to get, we are we are doing this around the holidays. Um, if uh, I know that we, when we push this out, it might not be near the holidays, but it could still possibly be something that folks can use. Um, but uh, but we are pushing this out somewhere around the holidays, and and we've just come through one one strong holiday, uh, Thanksgiving, and um, what they say that the the holidays are are the worst times for a lot of folks, you know, that a lot of, that's when you, a lot of your people start to feel the depression. They start to feel the, the, you know, the downward slope that, that's sometimes hard to get out of. Sometimes it's, I think it's induced (laughs) because, because you do have family and, uh, (laughs) and sometimes it's induced because you don't and, and you're, you know, you're not sure what to do and with yourself. And, um, but what's, What's what's been your experiences? I mean, what are some of the things that you guys have have learned going through the holidays that you've just even seen with other folks? You know, I mean, I have I have a background, um, you know, with with pastoring and counseling and stuff like that. So I've seen some of that and, and talked with folks who have gone through some just some pretty crappy uh, holidays, you know. Um, but uh, but what are some of the things that you guys have seen? I mean, holidays are. Are tough for anybody. Um, like you said, whether you have family to go to or you don't, just because the emotions uh, start flying uh, and you start getting these feelings that, I mean, as an alcoholic, that I always drank to get rid of the feelings, you know, and whenever the holidays come around, those all those feelings start flowing. What do you do with them? You know, I mean, it's a tough time for maybe someone had passed away and you don't have them in your life anymore and they're not going to be there. Maybe that tradition always, they were there or it was at their house or that's what you did. And it's it's tough to deal with that. And what I do is I just try to talk to people and get a feel how they went through it. Because bottom line, anything that we've gone through in life, someone else is probably going through it. And to find that person and how to get through it is what I normally do. Yeah, and to piggyback off of that, as hard as it is to do, because it is obviously a special occasion, I try to treat it just like any other day as best I can. Obviously, there's special wrinkles during the day that I norm- normally do. I don't normally sit down with 
15 or 20 of my relatives for a dinner on a normal day. But right. if I can treat getting up to that point as normal as possible and try to stick to my normal routine as best as I possibly can, I can usually get through that couple hours of uncomfortableness or joy or whatever it is, the extremes that can go either way. So if I can keep it as simple as possible, obviously the nickname Mr. 3000, I try obviously today to do exactly what I did yesterday so I don't pick up that first drink. And I have to try to do the same thing on holidays, even though it's difficult. But right, it's one of those deals where there's a lot of downtime, even on those big crazy days, I do still have a little bit of time for myself where I can get right with my higher power i can get right with myself before i go into that i don't want to call a holiday situation a battlefield but it almost (laughs) is where i can handle things now a little bit better than i used to before it was just the slightest thing that a relative would say and it's just like off the rails in a hurry so (laughs) right right yeah i hear you and uh and sometimes it is it's that hard it's hard to keep things in check you know with, with um not just what you're hearing or what you're thinking but um but not saying, you know, the gun. Okay, yep, letting that one go. Yep, you <laughs> Keep know that one to myself. Yeah, that one's. Uh, <laughs> yep, gonna have to deal with that one later. But I'm not saying it right now. Yeah, get that a lot. Like, why are you so quiet? Yeah, <laughs> you really don't want me to talk. <laughs> I got a lot of opinions. Yeah, I have. I have a friend who uh, is just kind of a tangent, but I, I have a friend who who was at a, a job meeting and and the. The boss, as crazy as this is, the boss handed out little note cards to everybody and said, here's what I think you can bring to the table to make the, to make the conversation that, about our business meetings a little better. You know, so for some people, it was, I need you to speak more. For some people, it was like, I need you to focus on this area more. Um, he gets his note card and it says, no sarcasm. he said he just took it looked at it read it put it down in front of him and leaned back in his chair he's like you just took every tool out of my toolbox what else (laughs) (laughs) that's my go-to i I got nothing else i don't know what you want me to do now (laughs) but you do sometimes you just you know why so quiet well because i'm trying to make things better that's why i'm being quiet (laughs) Um, and my apologies, Jimbo, for not introducing you as Mr. 3000. No, I, uh, not a problem. You know, yeah, well, I like to address royalty when I can. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, That's one of my favorite nicknames of all time. I know. I love it. I, love, I wish it was a little bit shorter. I wish it was uh, something, you know, with less syllables just because I'm lazy. But but I love the title. Just makes me think of Tom Selleck in the 80s in a baseball movie. <laughs> Uh, um, uh, well, so anyways, um, yeah. And, and how important you mentioned the routines, how, how important are routines? I mean, uh, take it away from the holidays. I mean, I, I get the whole idea. Cause I, I think I go through the same thing with the whole idea of in, it becomes in a, a weird point, way, you've got yeah. to find your Zen. Exactly. Right? I mean, <laughs> you've got to find that centerpiece. It's or, not even a routine anymore. It's just, unfortunately early on in sobriety, just getting up to brush my teeth and getting a shower was something revolutionary because towards the end I didn't have hot water and I didn't have electricity. So there wasn't a whole lot of doing that. So like simple things like living life normally, like the normal folk do, I had to make a routine about that, get up every day. 
And it seems crazy to think at 28 years old, I had to remind myself every day to wake up and brush your teeth, but that was kind of where I was at. <laughs> so now Checklist. it's not even a routine. Just look op- open just eyelids. Living. Yes, got it, got it. I opened the eyelids. <laughs> so now it's just daily living, which became a lot easier after doing it over and over and over again. So that But routine, it takes a while to oh, get into that absolutely. routine. I mean... The first week or even a couple months, I mean, it seems odd for you. Just like I go back to when I got sober, I was like, what the hell am I going to do with my Friday and Saturday nights? I mean, I started right after work and I've drank all the way through the weekend. I mean, and it's a lot of time to fill a lot of time and you don't know what to do because that was my life. Friday night was drinking to the bar it didn't matter what else was going on. That's what I did. So when I got rid of that out of my life, I was like, now what? I was like, I started buying all the Big Bang theories. Me, <laughs> Jim and I ran Friday and Saturday night, man. We were hammering probably, what, five to ten episodes oh. a night. <laughs> yeah. Bazinga. <laughs> but uh, just finding something to do that occupies your time to not fall back into that old routine. I mean, good or you don't want it to be something. You don't want to replace a bad thing with a bad thing. So, I mean, I w- we were working. And- Joe and I also played bingo with a bunch of 80-year-olds for a while. Nice. <laughs> nice. That killed some time. That'll take up a Friday evening for you. Uh, Joey was awesome for bingo nights. Even <laughs> even back in the day when he was still having issues, he loved bingo. Man. Oh, yeah. I still got a bingo bag. Yeah. All my dabbers in it. Yeah. And all those little ladies get jacked at you after two numbers. You go, I'm set. They're like, <laughs> you are not. Shut up. <laughs> I got cussed out a couple of times. Um uh, yeah. So, well, okay. So what you mentioned was, was the physical external routines, right? And, and those things, while, while they can still be challenging to get put into your life, the, um, you know, people talk about that number, He's the, the deep fabulous deep number 21, <laughs> you know, they say it takes 21 days to, to institute a habit into your life, which I don't know. Sometimes I think is total crap. And sometimes I think, okay, it made sense, but I was at this route, <laughs> the habit set in, in four days. Uh, um, <laughs> let's what are the routines that you have to that you have to go through for your soul you know i mean the the internal stuff that that piece where you've got to you've got to settle the insides you know i mean you walk into you walk into a family gathering that you don't want to go to or you walk into one that you or a challenge that you just know maybe you do want to go but you know hey you know there's probably there could be a confrontation here or something um you have to find that that peace, right? That that uh, you know, in, in Eastern stuff, they would call it that that Zen, you know, where where you you find that that um, settling point inside of yourself to think- be able to walk in with a, with a clear head and 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 a clear mind. I mean, what what do you do to to get to there? I, I mean, I think whenever you're playing it out in your head, like, okay, I don't want to go here. I don't want to go there. You're going to make it a lot worse than what it's going to be. Um, and my experience is, I mean, I'll play a scene out in my head for a week and I'll, I'll get to where I didn't want to go and be like, well, that wasn't that bad at all, but it was still uncomfortable. Oh, right. You know? I mean, right. 
you didn't know what to do. You, you might have pulled your phone out too much, and <laughs> <laughs> like that—that's your escape. Right? <laughs> All right, I'm, just I'm gonna catch that for this one. I'm gonna catch me that Pikachu. <laughs> 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 Do you know there was a Pikachu in your bathroom? <laughs> hey, I just turned your front door into a pokey stop. You okay with that? <laughs> but yeah, it's tough. I mean, as much as you play it out in your head, it's not going to go how you expected it to. I mean, God or your higher power, I mean, he he's in he's in control, so sit back and let it go as hard as it sounds. I mean, roll with it. And if you feel that uncomfortable, don't go. Well, okay, but so you're trying to get yourself to that place of being comfortable. Are there routines that that you do? Are there things that you do? I mean, um, I know this isn't a meeting, obviously. This is not a meeting. (laughs) I actually go to real meetings three to five times a week to try to keep centered as best as possible. I also have a constant connection with a higher power. The majority of the time, my everyday higher power, the people in the meetings that I go to, they help me handle situations which I normally can't handle. So if I ask somebody that's got a lot more sobriety than myself, hey, how did you get through your first Thanksgiving? And they tell me about it, I can learn from that. So the biggest thing that I've recently tried to adapt and I suck at it big time, but is to try to get all three pieces in the same place at the same time, my mind, my heart, and my body. If I can get all Mm. three of those lined up correctly, I can usually handle anything that's brought upon me. But there are a lot of situations out there that still baffle the hell out of me. And they're always going to. But that's the nice part about it, where if I fall off that square where if those three things aren't aligned, I can run to a meeting. And I'm lucky enough to live in western Pennsylvania where there's meetings and support through and through. Every hour, if I wanted to, I could go to a meeting to get help. Or I can come here on a random Sunday morning and talk to you two guys and help myself out. So we're lucky in the fact that there is answers out there to get us back to where we need to be. As soon as I start veering off with my running with my mind, if I think a situation is going to be terrible, but I know deep down it's right, and then all of a sudden I'm conflicted, if I can just bounce it off another alcoholic and ask them, hey, these holidays, they kind of suck. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and we can have that conversation. It kind of puts me back to where I need to be and connects me back with my higher power. So kind of works where... I'll say a prayer or two, but I'm not much of a praying kind of guy. Hmm. Where I find serenity or where I find that zen that you're looking for is by talking to somebody else that's gone through it before, if that right. answers your question. Well, yeah, I guess I'm just trying to think of of what what different people do. Right. You know? I'm not the I one mean, that runs to church and lights a candle and says a prayer. That's not my style, unfortunately. Yeah, that's not my style either. Right. You know, um, And we're, we're faced with too many things in life that you— you can't run to a church and and do something. I mean, right. you, like the uh, I have those places in my life where I feel like like God is for whatever reason much more present to me. You know, um, back. Well, I mean, when I rode when I rode the motorcycles, that that was one of the things that I got on that bike and and man, did my head my head cleared and and it was like I could. If I was going to get an epiphany, it was going to happen on the bike. You know, I mean, that's just is what happened. And it sucked because I could never write anything down because both hands are, are kind of engaged Does at he? the time. Oh, so that's why Tim rides so much. Huh? Yeah, I think it is. It's There's something about it, you know? I mean, um, and, you know, winter was always hard for me because I couldn't get on the bike and I right. couldn't go out and do that stuff. 
Um, and that was one of my biggest fears of selling the bikes was that, okay, you know, I mean, I sold them because, you know, I had, I took a pretty bad tumble and then, and it kind of set in, Hey, you know, at the time I had, I had a five-year-old, you know, who's now 10. Um, but it set in like, Hey, you got a five-year-old and this could have gone horrible, you know? And, uh, so I sold mine for the, cause all the risk. I mean, yeah, you get comfortable and. I mean, I had a different style of bike than you, but you're right. It is freeing. But yeah. then you start riding wheelies down the road and going way too fast, and then the cops get involved. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't have that issue. You know, yeah. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't pop a wheelie if my life depended on it. But um, it's like time for you to go. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but I was I you know sorry Tim I know that you're listening but I um, but I rode Harley's you know I'm sorry Tim I'm sorry to mention that name again but. Um, but Tim, we are we are waiting for that review. If you if you did it on the last one, we appreciate it. And please please continue. Um, we we need to get ha- have him be a guest appearance at some point. We're going to oh, talk about him enough. Single handedly building our Florida market. He is. That's right. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but but that was for me. That was it. You know, it was getting out on the bike, and and that's where those ideas came. Even even the creative ideas. If I was if I was kind of creatively stuck on a project, that's where those ideas would come. And I think everybody has to have something like that until you well, find it. You do. Yeah. And and I've I've struggled since since selling the bikes. I've struggled for the for the ability to do that. But again, even walking into some situations, I couldn't just go out for a ride, you know? And so I had to find some things in in some tricks, I guess, in my own life to say, okay, walking into a into a difficult situation, I know these people are pissed. I've got to handle it well. Or Walking into a situation that I just know is going to be uncomfortable for whatever reason, you know, maybe the last time I saw them, it it didn't go well, you know, or, um, or maybe I'm just in a place where where I just don't want to be here for whatever reason, and I've got to figure out my own way of of dealing with it. And everything you're saying, we're already probably ahead of a lot of people out there. Where I know back in the day. Christmas would roll around, and before I even could blink an eye, we were already done with gifts, and we were heading over to the first family event. <laughs> the way you're talking now, and even in my own personal life, where I'm actually able to formulate a plan going into these things now, which before was non-existent. So the mm. listener that's still out there that's still struggling, I exactly know what they feel like, because I used to not be able to put together a plan at all. But now, not that it's an escape route per se, but like if I go to a family event, I know if things start to turn or if I don't want to be there anymore, I can get in my car and drive away. Right. Some people back in the day, I didn't have that choice because I was usually shit faced by <laughs> eleven thirty on mimosas. One of, your, fa- yeah. one of your family members had taken your keys already. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice that today I actually have the option to make a plan to handle these situations. And like you said, I can't jump on a bike and come up with that idea. The nice thing is now where I'm at anyways is I'm able to actually communicate with people and actually tell them when things don't quite go right. And if I'm not happy, I don't have to tell them, hey, I'm not happy. I can just decide to slowly slip away. Right. So that's kind of nice where I actually have the option today to actually put those plans in place. Well, and I guess what it what it takes um, – and this – I still struggle with this, to be honest, because I, um, I didn't deal with a lot of uh, – well, I didn't deal with addictions that that screwed up with my head, right? I mean, I, I feel like my own internal sense and the own the storylines I told to myself were enough to screw up my head. Oh yeah. But um, 
but I feel like I did walk through a lot of life just kind of oblivious, you know, like, I mean, I just let life come at me and, and I just reacted to it and, and it wasn't, it wasn't a plan. And, and so for me, sometimes I still have to remind myself, okay, I've got to be self-aware enough to know that I need a plan, you know? Um, because sometimes I just walk into certain things, not no, not zero expectations, no idea what I'm walking into. And I just walk in and then I'm going, oh crap, what am I in right now? You know? Right. And, um, that still happens to me. Yeah. Regular for sure. And, and I think, I don't know. I mean, it is, it's, it's, it's about self-awareness sometimes, you know, you've got to be in touch with that piece inside of yourself to, to know, okay, what's, what's going on? What am I walking into? You know, um, maybe I don't know, personal strategic planning, maybe, or, I mean, I don't know what to call it, but, but it's, it's something that you've got to, that you've got to do. It's some, it's like, it's a, it's a, a pause that you have to put into your own life. You've got to, at least for me, I have to intentionally pause and say, okay, here's what I'm walking into. And that's where it gets difficult because obviously you have people around you being like, oh, we need you here. We need you here. We need to do this. We need to do that. Right. Oh, that wasn't part of my plan. Wait, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. So all of a sudden it's just like, now you got to adjust and like you end up in one of those situations like you're talking about. Right. And it's just like, oh, crap, I'm going to have to make up a lot of things on the back end of this because this is not how I wanted this to go at all. <laughs> well, and but the plan for me, I guess, is more about me. It's less about, it's less about what I'm going to do. It's less about who's going to be there. It's more about how am I going to respond in this situation? How, exactly. how am I going to act? You know, I have to, to be at peace. You know, when I walk in, what kind of mood am I going to choose? What? What kind of actions am I going to choose? Um, I didn't grow up in a family that was naturally huggy, kissy, feely, right? Um, although I've tried to in- institute that into my life because it just people get a lot more friendly. You know, I mean, if you if you give somebody a hug when you first see them, you just you just kind of broke that barrier. Yeah, you broke the barrier. People are a little bit more open now. You know, I mean, there was there was somebody that got asked. Uh, you know, at at different. At the one church I was at, there was, there was, you know, people stand there when you walk in. If you don't go to church, people stand there when you walk in. and um, Greeters. Greeters. <laughs> and, and the one lady was standing next to this older gentleman, and she said, How, why is everybody coming up and giving you a hug? They walk right past me, or they give me a handshake, but then they give you a hug. And he goes, well, I don't know. I just do this. And he extended his <laughs> arms out to the side. You know, <laughs> He's like, that's all I do. And but when you do that, it you do you put a smile on somebody's face. They feel closer to you, you know. And so when I walk into a room, if I give people hugs when I walk in, I just broke some barriers mm-hmm. that that make that environment a little bit better to deal with. And I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what their plans are. If they're going to say, "Hey, let's hop in the car and go somewhere," or what, or they say, "Hey, let's do whatever." But at least when I walked in, I gave my best ability to break down the barriers that I could be potentially building, you know? And so I think for me that that plan has more to do with me. How, how am I going to be in this spot? Um, you don't know how that hug's going to change things either. Obviously, being like you're, the whole theme of the show, the holidays, you make those hugs, all of a sudden that aunt or uncle or relative that came in with those motives to dig up old garbage from the family from years ago, you start the afternoon off with a hug, Maybe it doesn't get brought up, or maybe you now, since you broke that barrier down, can confidently tell them, 
we're not going to have that conversation today or this isn't the place for that. So that initial hug does so much more than just open up barriers. It just can hopefully set things in a right tone for the entire afternoon or entire family get together. Well, the biggest thing to remember too is you can't control someone else's what they say or their actions, you know? So as much as we'd like to. Yeah. If you, I mean, if they throw you off the deep end with something that you're not expecting, just remember, you don't have control of their actions, you know? I mean, right. If you have to leave the room or, right. It's like, shit, I wasn't ready for that. Right. <laughs> I, you really just said that? <laughs> <laughs> or they want to, um, or they want to bring up other people, you know, and like start t- talking with, but uh, I had one, one lady, uh, it was at work, it was over at the cubicle. She started, you know, telling me about somebody else, you know, this other stuff. And, and I just was not in the mood that day. And, um, <laughs> and I remember saying to her, you know what? I've recently taken myself on as a project and I do not have time to take on other people for this <laughs> with their issues. <laughs> so I, I really don't need to hear this. Um, yeah. So anyway, so I don't know. I mean, that's, I think we, that stuff goes beyond the holidays. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't see that as, as strictly a holiday topic, you know, I mean, that's, Oh no, that's all year round. I think Yeah, I mean, you're going to deal with it. It's it just back to that routine. If you treat, it's other just, people it's a common core simple thing that you've learned in kindergarten but if you treat somebody with respect you're going to get respect in return you would hope but i think the major lesson here is obviously if you can love and treat yourself in a good place and do the same things on a daily routine those curveballs that come at you like life and everything else you know how to handle them a little bit better right is that too oversimplified it kind of obviously it's not easy to get in like Joey and I were talking about those routines, getting up to brush your teeth every morning. But from that to now where I'm at 3000 plus days in, it is a little bit easier now to get up every day and brush my teeth. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so things do happen all of a sudden where it's just like, I didn't even know I was capable of that. You know what I mean? And now major things happen and it's just like, I can get through that. You know what I mean? It, I, it seems too simple to me, but I can understand that if you're still out there struggling on the day-to-day basis, how life can be a real pain in the ass. Well, and you can get caught up in the emotions. Absolutely. You know, I mean, we're, we, on some levels at this point, we've had a logical conversation about it, but, but when the emotions override the logic. Oh yeah. There's a couple of people in my family that all of a sudden walk down these steps. (laughs) I would be a little awkward for sure. I wouldn't be saying the same thing I'm saying right now. I've got the same, I've got the same situation. I understand. (laughs) We've all been there. Yeah. And it's hard. Right. It's flipping hard when the emotions override you and the emotions take over and they can stymie you, you know, it's an obstacle. Trying to put your brain and your heart in the same place. Right. And they can make you freeze, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've been in some of those rooms, and it. I mean, I wish it, at 45 years old I can say that I've got it licked, but I don't. I've got some people in my life, when I get into the room, I, I can just freeze. I can emotionally freeze and not know what to do next and not know what to say next um, and not even know how to get small talk going. You know, I mean, I'm not a real big guy for small talk to begin with, but but I don't even know how to have that to start with some with some of the people that are that are in my life still um it's like you're walking on pins and needles like you don't know 
Well, if you start something, where it's going to lead to. Right. Like, you know, I definitely don't want this conversation to go down this road or this road, but how do I keep it from getting there? Right, right. Or <laughs> so you, I don't want to start anything at all. <laughs> and and you just know, you know, it's sometimes you're trying to do it out of the idea that I just know that I disagree with this person on enough issues that if I start this thing... It's going to turn bad. Yeah. Or am I focused on those issues and know where they are, and so I'm going to kind of bring it up because I know that it'll get the conversation going, but I know it's going to go to a bad place, you know? <laughs> um, in a lot of the meetings we go to, even though this is not a meeting. This uh, is not a meeting. <laughs> they always suggest uh, putting people, places, and things that used to be triggers for you. You obviously want to try to get them out of your life. And that's where it does become more difficult for the people in early recovery and even 30 years of recovery those people, places, and things, family is one of those things where, or holidays are one of those things, you can't just say, okay, well, Christmas is a thing and I don't want to do it. Well, you don't really have that choice. It's going to come around once a year anyway. Right. So there's a whole game plan in place. And like I keep referring back to, but the nice thing is I can go to plenty of meetings during the week leading up to Christmas, the entire month leading up to it, and every meeting mention. I'm struggling with this. I need help. And by just throwing out that I need the help, I don't know how to live through a holiday. Can somebody help me? And hearing how somebody else did it, that's huge for me being centered. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, as much as I rely on a higher power, I never get struck by the epiphany that you're speaking of a lot of times naturally like that. I have to go and search it. And by finding that answer from other people, that's my higher power working for me in ways I can't do myself. Mm -hmm. So that's why I have to actively search for my higher power, which a lot of times is the rooms that I've been able to get the help I needed to get through difficult situations. So you're walking into a into a gathering, <clears throat> you know, be it be it holiday, be it not, whatever. But you're walking into a situation where you know you've got some uncomfortable possibilities. Um, you can't go to a meeting, even though this is not a meeting. You can't go to a meeting. And say I'll you know I'll I'll be right back, you know. <laughs> Give me an hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> but so what do you do? I mean, do you do you get on the phone real quick? Do you make a phone call? You know, if if you shoot find that through other people, you can shoot a text or you can rely on what you've already learned in the past to I mean, hopefully get through it. A lot of people don't have. I mean, we go to meetings uh, because. We're alcoholics, but um, a lot of not everybody's an alcoholic. Speak for yourself, Joe. <laughs> so, um, what we have is a network of people that we can reach out to, not just by going to a meeting, but we have a bunch of numbers in our phone. And if we start getting into a bad situation, I mean, your next step that you can't leave and go to a meeting. You start hammering down that list. <laughs> like someone's gonna respond to you, and uh, just even just talking to them, it doesn't have to be about the situation that you're in. You know, just talking to them and getting out of your head. <laughs> and sort of like what you were talking about, there is no way to escape the situation, and it goes badly, which we all experience on the daily basis. Anyways, we talked about it on previous episodes. At the end of the day, when you take that inventory, when you realize, hey, how did this all play out, and you realize how crappy that was. You know how to fix that, hopefully, going forward, where you don't have to awkwardly be in those situations as often as possible. Right. But it still does happen. Like, I know recent, eh, I'm not going to say recent, but a couple of years ago, like the whole interview process to trying to find work. 
like having to sell myself. I can't stand doing that. Mm. Pat myself on the back. It's just not something I'm comfortable with doing. I'll put it down on a resume and hand it over. And right. I'm a very black or white kind of guy. I don't like to expand on myself and gush and all these stuff about myself. And it's just like that whole process is awkward for me. Right. So I have to have some sort of game plan in place where even if that interview went horribly, which I know it probably did because I didn't get that job, <laughs> I know at the end of the day, you can take a step back and realize, well, maybe you need to work on this, this, and this. And even if I don't think I have any issues, if I bring it up outside the rooms or even in the meetings, I get that experience, strength, and hope for the next time that somebody will hopefully provide me some knowledge that, oh, maybe if I would have said it this way and not that way, we'd be in a different place. Right. That's right. a long-winded answer. No, I think it's <laughs> good. I don't know. I felt like I talked myself in a circle there. Yeah, you kind of did, Jim, yeah. but we, we still love you. Thanks. <laughs> 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 well, um, okay, so hopefully we've put together some ideas for, for uh, just kind of getting centered. And, You're going to end it and, on my disaster? I am. Uh, <laughs> I am. Keep you tuning I mean? in. It will get better, Once, once the Titanic goes down, what are you left with? You know, yeah. uh, I'll float away in the chair. Yeah, there you go. You know, keep coming back, people. Just grab that little diamond necklace and hold on to it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hopefully, we have we've given some ideas for for how to get to that that center place. You know, I mean, the, um, it's so important, and it's so important to have that self awareness to even know that you need to do it. Um, you know, step outside, go for a you know. If you're a smoker, go for a smoke. You know, if you feel like that's a bad habit in your life, maybe that's not the day to get rid of it because maybe you Something need I'd it. I'd love to change. <laughs> maybe you need it right then and there. But, um, but yeah. So, so I mean, there's different things you can you can do um, uh, that we found that we found that are that are good for us. And um, yeah, I mean, you you can't get rid of everything that's that's uncomfortable in your life. It'd be awesome if you could. Just don't be afraid to ask for help. I know it's impossible for a lot of us, but once you start asking for help, you actually get to make a choice. You don't have to listen to their advice, but at least hear it out. It's somebody's different view other than your own. Right. It might actually help you get to the place you're looking to get to. Yeah. All right. Well, great. Well, um, we will wrap it up here. We are excited for uh, this podcast. If, you, um, if you're listening to this, please uh, go to iTunes, subscribe. Um, we're going to get out to you a website and some other ways to contact us. Um, but, uh, but subscribe on iTunes, leave some reviews. It really does matter. And, uh, it helps us in the reviews. If you want to say hi to Tim, you can definitely do that too. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget about Tim. <laughs> Tim, we love you. We love you, Tim. Um, and, uh, and he's down there in, in Florida with the warm weather right now. And, uh, you know, we're, I don't know, we're, we might get 41 today. <laughs> so, <laughs> So, um, and if you haven't seen it through going through the holidays, uh, check out Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That's just a random plug. I get nothing from that. Um, <laughs> but, but it's an awesome holiday flick. So, um, we hope you guys are doing great. We love you, and we will talk with you later.